Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Thank you guys for listening again. Um, This week's episode, I interviewed another amazing person. Um, I actually interviewed my friend Marcia. Uh, I've known her for the last, I want to say, five years. Um, We met at Six Flags back in my back in the Six Flags days. Um, But no, I decided to interview her, and she had so much to say about empowering Black women. Um, basically supporting black businesses. Um, We got into a little bit of health for black women as well, um, which I've decided I'm going to go ahead and turn that into its very own episode. Um, But this is just an interview between the two of us, um, chatting it up like you would with your girlfriends. Um, And I hope you guys continue the conversation and I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure that you are following me on Instagram and um, that Instagram is continue the conversation, the podcast, and I will also have all of Marcia's information um, on that Instagram, so you can also go and check her out and follow her. We also mention a lot of great um, Black-owned business owners, so we will also have their information on Instagram as well. So thank you guys so much for listening, and let's continue the conversation. to my podcast thank you for coming on thank you for having me i'm so excited to get some stuff out of my chest you know yeah (laughs) this is a great platform for that so typically how i would do it i would um just kind of introduce um what the podcast is but i've already recorded an intro so um i just want you to take this time to kind of introduce who you are um so that way everyone that's listening know who you are and then also drop your um, social media accounts so people can follow you. So um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm 25 years old. I'm getting up there. <laughs> um, I am a junior at Kennesaw State University. Hootie hoo. Um, I study public relations and sociology. So I'm a busy, busy woman. I like to be very, um, I like to think about my future of how I want to do things with it, like my degrees. So I'm really interested. I'm a big kid at heart. And my first job, my favorite job ever was working at Six Flags. And that's how I met Ashley. <laughs> but um, that's where I actually want to start my first job is being a public relations director at Six Flags over Georgia or Six Flags over Texas and then some. But yes, um, my social media, if you guys want to follow me, you guys should. It's, um, Instagram is Marcia, Marcia underscore. And also my YouTube channel, because I'm going to start back vlogging after this whole quarantine and everything starts to get better outside. <laughs> I will start vlogging again and start having the life. You can find that. Um, my YouTube channel is Leave It to Marcia, all mushed together. So put Leave It to Marcia, like all together, and I'll be there. So leave It to Marcia land on YouTube. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I need to, I feel you, I need to, one, get back to vlogging, but um, that's a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the people. For sure. <laughs> shout out. Honestly. Shout out to the people who do that um, on a regular basis, like way more power to you. Cause... Honestly, because uh, editing is no Yeah, joke. none whatsoever. And I was like, I will pay someone to edit it. But I'm like, I'm not making that type of money to pay anybody. <laughs> oh, my issue is that I don't have a MacBook right now. That's my next Look, purchase. Like, after I get this car. Do you MacBook. want me to be completely honest with you? 
You do us. not need. I am trying to get rid of my MacBook. <laughs> yes, really? I thought that I needed an, a MacBook to do everything. And I, well, at least a laptop. Um, I can maybe, maybe I'll do like the desktop, the Apple desktop. But as a laptop, I'm like, oh, I'm so over this thing. Because one, you have to like either buy a bunch of storage. And um, two, like, it just, it goes slow after a few years because, I mean, that's just Apple. Just like if you have an Apple phone, it starts to mess up, you know, once they start getting new generations. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to, like, find another um, type of brand. And the best one that I um, saw, and, of course, I mean, you can can do your own research, but... Mm-hmm. The Dell Dell is really good for editing, and then this one called Asus is like A S U S, I think. Um, those mm-hmm. are really good computer laptop brands, especially for like vlogging or doing photography. And, did, and do you have like do you know what kind of editing softwares to download to that? Or um, I would say Adobe Premiere is probably one of the best ones to do. Um, but I mm. wouldn't purchase that because it is expensive. I wouldn't purchase that until you feel comfortable and you can master like the free editing software. So okay, because like, I love iMovie and I use it for my classes for broadcasting. Okay, classes, so, so that's yeah. why I'm in love with. Oh so, yeah, if yeah. you're more familiar with iMovie, then yeah, by all means, go ahead and get a Mac. Um, <laughs> just try yeah. to get one that has enough space, or buy like um a separate hard drive. So you can, yeah, I have like yeah, several. so you can store all of your um videos, and then if you're really good at iMovie, then try to go ahead and do Adobe because it will definitely just take everything to the next level. <laughs> Girl, if you are honestly thrilled about selling your computer, I'm here. Like I know I I have it. Like I got you. <laughs> I I will definitely look. I have to once I get a new one, I will because I've been trying to sell this thing for so long, and then COVID happened, and so. I was like, I'm going to have to, you know, keep it, but (laughs) that's that. Um, Okay. So we can start this conversation. So for the listeners that listened to the last interview that I did, um, we talked about the death of George Floyd. We talked about um, the importance of voting. We talked about protesting and just Real quick before we start the new conversation, which I kind of want to talk more about the importance of being a black woman, because um, I think we're getting lost in the conversation just a little bit. Um, But just to take it back, what first, what's your thoughts on voting and what do you what advice are you going to give to the new generation that's getting ready to vote? And then um, mm-hmm. what was, what's your thoughts on the protest that is still ongoing? Well, I, for sure, um, I, my first time voting was in 20, what was it, 2013, I believe it was, yeah, 2014, mm-hmm. maybe, it, no, 2013. Um, and a lot of people were um, saying how, their votes didn't matter for black people. And I even heard it in college, like when um with the Stacey Abrams, like voting for governor mm-hmm. like that. And um from um and then I was just kind of like I kept hearing it more and more in class, especially in my political science classes. I was just kind of like I always hear black like my black classmates always say, Oh, our votes don't matter anyways. Like is there's is no point of it. And I'm just kinda like the people who are saying that you, we could have had Stacey in the mm-hmm. office and like <laughs> to be running Georgia right. right now, 
But because people have that mindset that our votes don't matter, we lose those chances of someone being great in the office and running things. Because honestly, we I'm not going to get on this campaign now. <laughs> I, I just don't have the energy. I'm trying to stay in my zen. I have my incense right now burning. I'm just trying to stay, stay in zen. But I just feel like we just got to get, get rid of that mindset because yes, voter impression is it's, it's a super thing. It's a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And I even seen it because it's, it doesn't make any sense how they know how many people are registered to vote in a certain area and they still don't have the right equipment or something always goes wrong with the the voting machines. Something always happens. And I'm just kind of like, how weren't you prepared? Exactly. I say, and like, it was like a, um, recently, like, was it two weeks ago, last week, um, I voted and I was in line for like an hour, even though like that's better than black people who were standing out in, in the lines for like three hours, four mm-hmm. hours. Um, my location was in a church, and a lot of people didn't know that it was in that church. So word of faith by Six Flags, and a lot of people didn't know it was right there because it's a huge church, it's a mega church in Georgia, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of space and had a lot of like different machines. But yes, um, it was some things were going wrong. Um, there's a lot of senior citizens going there, so they have to you know accommodate them as well. So I get that. I mean, honestly, an hour standing up was better than three hours that I've heard. Right. So that's how I feel. But honestly, I feel like in the younger generation, a lot of African Americans are going to school, which I'm so so happy that a lot of African Americans, blacks are just going to school. I mm-hmm. love it. It's the start at college universities that they actually have voting registration. In the student center and at by Chick Fil A because everybody goes to Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. It starts. It starts where 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 students are mainly attracted to. So if you know that a lot of traffic is going in a student center where Chick Fil A is, there should be some type of voting registration um like desk to give to give this to the students for to register for to exactly. voting. So it could be a higher chance that they'll actually exactly. vote. That's just how I feel. But I just really want people to get the mindset out that your vote doesn't matter. I really hate that because. The chances are your vote does matter. It could have had somebody exactly. in the Exactly. This is how I feel. Exactly. Because look who we got. Look who our, look who our right. president is. I'm exactly. Pretty, this is a and thing I too. think that, that thinking right there of our voice doesn't matter, um, it, it was kind of like him becoming president. And I don't even call him president. I say 45. 45 becoming president was a slap in our face because it was like, no, you guys are wrong. Our voices did matter. And for the simple fact that we did not get up and go and vote, this is why, you know? So I really do hope that the last four years have taught a lot of people a lot of things like and shown them it does matter. And not only does the presidential election matter, but our local government as well. Like that is, that's just as important, you know, um, mayors mm-hmm. and your governors. And for people who um, are listening that don't know, um, Marcy is in Georgia and Georgia has a lot of tampering going on. <laughs> so yes. if you, yeah, if you watch the news and keep up with that, you would see that we actually have, you know, we have that issue. Um, yeah, I, I am very like, I'm so strong on voting and I do believe we need to take it seriously. Um, and I definitely mm-hmm. agree. We need to be putting it in places, especially like in colleges, making sure that a lot of young adults know, because really when you get to college, I mean, that's usually your first time voting anyway. You know, you're around that 17, mm-hmm. 18, I think, um, t- you know, age. 
So they need to have um, places on campus where kids can vote and it's easy. You know, they need to be thinking about that. Um, so that's that's actually a good idea. I hope someone's listening that can that can do that. <laughs> yeah, and then honestly, that's like the, the like when I first went to college, like in twenty, I took a gap year, I graduated twenty fourteen, no, twenty thirteen, yeah, twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I took a gap year, so twenty fifteen is when I actually went to college, and I that's when I started to figure out what I knew. I, I knew for a fact I wasn't a Republican. I knew I wasn't <laughs> a Republican, but I was just kind of like, does it like I, I it kind of triggered me. I was kind of like, does it even matter? Because I did vote when I was eighteen. Um. But I was kind of like, like, does it really matter? Like, I want someone who's like more, like, I want like liberal. I was, I was leaning more so on the liberal yeah. side. But then yeah, I started actually looking at, like, actually looking at a graph of different things and what they agree on. Do, do, do they agree on what I agree on? Um, so that's just why I was really because I, I feel like I became a, a Democrat because of my family right. and what their their old Southern Baptist ways. <laughs> so I was just, but like, it's like they they're like like conservative the the um. Democrats, and then again that they're mm-hmm. not. So it's just kind of it's just a it's like a mix of my family because we're very like free, fun, and caring, and then we also are very strict, traditional people. Yeah, like, you know, going to church like that. So that's just how I, I was raised, and then I was kind of figure out trying to figure out what do I want as a Marcia, what like as a as a black woman, what do I want to see change? What do I actually want? Do they agree with me on this different this, this, this different. Sorry, different things? I'm just it's. It's things like that. It gets me excited, so I start to stutter. You're okay, girl. I get excited about this stuff. I just get excited and I start to stutter. So I mean, it's just it's things like that, and I'm just kind of like they should like maybe stretch it out a lot mm-hmm. more. And college is where, like I said before, it doesn't matter if you go to community college or Greek university. It all starts there because that's when you actually start to stretch your opinions mm-hmm. out, your belief, your faith, everything. It starts to be stretched out because you start to question stuff. You need to start figuring out does it agree does it agree with you long term? That's how yeah. I feel. No, I I totally agree. I um of course growing up I was not always as passionate about politics and stuff because I always felt like a lot of people thought it was a boring situation. Um, but mm-hmm. because of that, because I wanted to always keep it quiet, I always did my research so I would know what's going on. Um, but when I did when I got to college and I started taking and I would recommend this to any college students that are listening, take those debate classes, take those public speaking classes. I don't care if you are going to school mm-hmm. to become an engineer or a doctor, like you, we still have to, you know, take political science. We still need to be taking um, as much history as we can and debate and learning how to communicate properly. Um, so that way, when we are trying to, cause we don't want to change anyone's opinion because I'm not going to waste my time changing anyone's opinion, but I feel like the best yeah. thing to do is give them the facts. You can't disagree with facts, you know? Uh, yes, for right. sure. And I think we've lost, a, I don't know if it's due to like the media and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people lost the, um, that drive of just being factual, you know, like in elementary, they used to always in elementary and middle school, they used to always like have us fact check stuff, you know, and they don't, they don't do oh, that yeah. anymore. So and I told my professor, um, she's my professor. She's also the head of um, the the School of um, Communication and mm-hmm. Media at Kennesaw. But I was like, don't you feel like communications, PR and media engagement uh, majors should have a higher level of public speaking? Because they give you a public speaking yeah. class for general ed. But I feel like if you're going to do a lot of like 
um, talking for the company, I feel like they should like bump it up a little bit and do more like debate class mm-hmm. or some type of more like a more higher level public speaking because with, that's just one class of public speaking. I can be exactly. All, I, I had a hundred in public speaking. That's how good yeah. It was, I so. loved my public speaking. Shout out to Dr. Khan. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he was. I really did enjoy him. Um, but yeah, they do need more classes like that and honestly if we can incorporate that into high school that would be even better um because we are shaping our next generation and the question is it's like is this a fight that we still want to be fighting you know I kind of want the next Mm. generation to be able to feel like like I want my kids I mean because my kids are gonna I mean I'm gonna have black kids so I want my black kids to feel like they have every opportunity in the world as their next white student or co-worker I don't want to have the conversation of you know well you have to work twice as hard you know because you're black or you have to train twice as hard because you're black no you have the same opportunity honey as the next Susie Tom and Dick and Harry you know yeah and that's something that it's sad because it's kind of like yes it's the times have changed but the times are still the same it makes sense like it's still nothing because it's like back I'm seeing literally hashtags every time I look at my phone I have to I have to delete Instagram YouTube I have to basically all social medias off my phone for two Mm -hmm. weeks because I was so like literally emotionally damaged from it because I was kind of like this is out there and then now recently um it's been like back-to-back like cases of like black people being hanging and they call it suicide exactly exactly they're they're lynching themselves they're hanging themselves and they call them suicide girl uh yeah i had to do a detox too because i would literally like just cry watching the news because i'm like this is not fair we should not still have to be doing this in 2020 you know but again it goes to show why we as a black community we have to we're already doing more but now we have to do twice as much now we cannot wait until one Mm -hmm. of us is killed and it's broadcast we need to just stay on it at all times which i'm really glad that the protesting is still going um it's what like 21 days 21 22 days so i'm yes. i'm yeah. very happy about that because it's like that they wanted us to give up four weeks ago you know they would <laughs> not four mm. weeks ago but you know they wanted us to give up a long time ago um but it's just it's shaping up the generation to have a voice to use it. And I think we might be okay with this new generation because they are very, um, they love everybody. They want equal rights for everyone, you know? So it's, I think we might be okay. Um, But we have to continue the conversation. We have to just letting it continue. So people, they understand, they listen. So and I really, really, really appreciate, like, I'm giving a shout out to Kennesaw. Like, you guys, like, we did, like, a lot of people did, like, the most bravest thing to me. I feel mm-hmm. like it's brave. But um, downtown Kennesaw, there's, like, an old Confederate, like, museum. And they have, like, um, mannequins of, the like, mannequins dressed up as KKK with, like, uh, with them hanging, like, hand, hat in their hand, they're, like, like um, a rope. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So, like, so many students from Kennesaw, like, protest all the way down in front of Wildman's something I forgot what it's called but that's bravery because it's in, like the the store is in front of a police mm-hmm. station so they're protected 
but they can also do something to us to, to the mm-hmm. students and the policemen can like have like their their eyes like you know looked another mm-hmm. way you know like that's that's i just it's but i just that's really bravery to me and i really salute like any kennesaw students that have went down there and you know you don't something i also want to say is like no one's shaming you for not protesting because mm-hmm. i understand like since people have been like since school has closed because of COVID, like a lot of people are back home with yeah. their families and their families do not want them to go out there and protest. And yes, they're like 21 and plus, like grown, they can do whatever they want. But in their household, mm-hmm. you gotta respect your parents. Right. So if your parents say they don't want you out there somewhere, you don't feel bad that you didn't protest. Please don't. I, I that's how I feel. Anyone can go against me and say, Oh, you shouldn't be saying that, you shouldn't. No, I'm no being, I'm I I agree cruel, too because there's so many things. I mean, and not only that, living in someone's household, girl, we still have COVID going on. And I like yeah, I try yeah, to that's... I try to remind people all the time, like we still have this pandemic. You know, I don't I don't know if it's a flip the switch type of thing where we can just flip it on, flip it off. Um, they definitely <laughs> have told people in Georgia and said if you went to any protest, like when it first started that day when they rioted downtown yeah. Atlanta at eight PM. They said, if you guys went to the protest, please get tested. And there's a, like, it, and on East West Connector and mm-hmm. all there's like a, a, a testing lab. The testing lab wrapped all the way from the movie theater and all all the way to, um, to the testing lab just because so many people were protesting and out mm-hmm. and about because Georgia just wanted to lift everything up and open back everything back up. And a lot of people had to get tested because they were out and about. Yeah. So we can't forget that there's the freaking, COVID yeah. out there. Like, <laughs> leave nowhere. Exactly. exactly. So I mean, more power to the people, you know, that's out there. They're protesting, they're using their voice, way your masks, people. Um, and there's you know, there's lots of cases where people are bringing water and sanitizer for people who are protesting. So I mean, hey, do what you have to do. And I agree, do not feel bad if you're not out there. There's other ways that you can use your voice. <laughs> to you know to um basically be a part of the conversation um so i wanted to ask you because in this Mm -hmm. episode i kind of wanted to just talk about uh the importance of being a black woman in america and why we matter um because like i said earlier i just feel like we are getting like we're being overlooked in the conversation um so my question to you is, what does it mean to you to be a Black woman in America? I love being a Black woman. I'm going to forever say I love being a Black woman. Um, I'm a part of an organization. I haven't really got to start it because of COVID and everything mm-hmm. else. But um, at my school, we have a National Negro Women Society. And um, basically what... I like being a part of that so far is just being around a lot of black women that have different goals in their life. Like there's so many, like we're like, I don't want the whole stereotype of women can't do this and can't do this, this major, they can't get this job, this Mm -hmm. and the third. And especially in PR because PR is actually the most growing um, career for mm-hmm. women, but it's not as successful for Black women. I mean, it's successful, like it's like it's successful for Black women, but it's not that many Black women in mm-hmm. PR, I should say. So, um, it's me changing my major to public relations. I feel like it's actually a good thing, just because there's so many like different communications jobs out mm-hmm. here. But to actually be someone to be the brand and the, the the brains behind how you market and how you get things out there to people is such a it's such a, a big thing. And I I have I have so many like different like um black 
women who are PR um, professionals uh-huh. who are doing a great job. So that's why um, I've honestly got back on social media just because I want to see what the, how they're promoting themselves and how they're promoting the topic of injustice and stuff like that. So, um, but being a black woman in America, honestly, I have it's it's, it's good days and there's mm-hmm. bad days. And then um, something that I spoke about last week is that how um so many is so many black women and it's so unfortunate but have been mistreated right by their own their own men their yeah. brothers now as well as other people outside but we don't feel protected and that's something that i'm so happy that it's starting to be more so vocal like oh like the, like you don't feel protected either i don't feel protected either so many like different yes. black women who are here are so confident now to say how they don't feel protected by our, our brothers and we're holding them down like you know we're we were there um for George Floyd about the the, the, the whole issue and so it's so many it's so much going on and I'm just kind of like you know let's get to the point where the part where we talk about black women because it's like it was one time I had spoke about how black women are being killed during childhood nobody ever talks about that yeah. Um, there's so much racism when it comes to like being in the hospital and so many black women, black women alone are being killed in the hospitals or dying from childbirth because they're not getting the correct medical attention because we are quote unquote dramatic. Exactly. And I, that was makes me scared to have kids because I want four or five <laughs> girls, boys to be exact. <laughs> I want all boys, but I'm like, I do I trust the medical field enough for me to deliver my voice you know what I mean so it's just kind of like things like that but um I just it's it's so much going on but I'm just really happy that we're getting the more of the topic of women not being black women not being respected in America and so many people are coming out the woodworks with this Malcolm X quote and I'm I'm not saying you don't everybody jump on bandwagon but you know how he says you know the most unprotected woman in America's mm-hmm. black woman I'm seeing now everybody's TL and I'm so yeah. happy but <laughs> I'm just and I'm like oh, I love the fact that a lot of guys are wanting to hear women about their opinion about well how do you what do you mean like what do you mean you're not for um, you're not protected in the black American they're not trying to say this in the argumentative way they're just saying oh, I'm really concerned how can I help you how can like, you help me help you to feel protected in America? Right. So I'm really happy that a lot of guys, a lot of brothers are actually taking the initiative to actually see what they can do to help us feel protected. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, my thoughts, I mean, are basically the same. I love being a black woman. Um, I do feel like, I mean, I totally agree with Malcolm X. We are probably one of the most unprotected of race um, in America. And that's for numerous of reasons. And that stems all the way back from obviously slavery when we were just bed warmers and they could rape us whenever. Um, and that has to stop because our, our voice, a black woman's voice is probably one of the strongest thing that one of the strongest weapons that we have um Mm -hmm. and how we use it says a lot just like i believe our bodies and our mind a black woman's body and mind is one of the strongest weapons that we have even over all of our other female counterparts you know out there and no shade to them yeah but there's a reason why the saying is a strong black woman there's a reason why so we do need to be protected um and I think on top of having 
our brothers protecting us, um, we need to protect each other. And I see that too. in a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to black women, you know, we get pinned up against each other. There's either a colorism mm-hmm. thing going on. Um, and that has to stop too. Like we have to start loving on each other. You know, we have to stop giving into stereotypes of black women, not getting along or being too loud and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, you can be who you want, um, but we have mm-hmm. to continue to basically uplift each other. Um, mm-hmm. So we can get that respect because that's going to always be the argument. Well, you guys do this, you guys do that. And it doesn't make it right regardless either way. Um, but I, I truly love being a black woman in America. It's one of the best things ever. Um, yeah. For and sure. I don't, I love our hair. I love like we have different hair textures. Yes. We are all shaped differently. And what I love the most is always hearing about different childbirth. I, I don't know why. I'm not, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not even trying to get, I'm not about to get married anytime <laughs> soon or have kids anytime soon. But I love looking at different stories about Black women during childbirth. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm weighing out my options just because you, you never know when God's going to give you your right. hands. So, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to weigh out my options about what I want to do. Like, now to yes. childbirth, and there's so many Black women who have different tips about, even though our bodies are yeah. different, I just love looking at, looking at different stories about their, their childbirth and delivery and stuff like that. So, that's I I too. definitely, um, Shane, he actually in his healthcare, because he's getting his bachelor's in healthcare management, and mm-hmm. his paper for this semester had to be about black women. Like, um, it was actually about childbirth. And um, he did some research. And of course, you know, I would tell him all the time, you know, like, when we do have a kid, you know, this is people are going to act like I'm being dramatic or blah, 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 just because it's that stereotype of just being a black woman. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, he had to do research about it. And he's like, that's crazy how how many black women die in childbirth. Um, for the simple fact that they were not taken seriously. They did not get the same enough mm-hmm. attention. And I don't have any kids um, either. And I've thought about what I'm going to do if I'm going to have like an at-home birth. Do I want a doula? Um, you know, mm-hmm. looking at my options because I, I don't know if I can go natural. I might need the medicine, you know? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I can't take my period. <laughs> right, you know, I don't know. But I don't want to feel bad about asking for it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel bad if I cry or if I scream. And I saw that firsthand with my sister. She gave birth last year. And Mm -hmm. I tell people this all the time. She is a G. My sister was in labor for like 17 plus hours and she did not scream once. She did not cry. Like, and most people can't do that, you know, and she was completely natural. She did not have any type of medicine or anything. Like, I'm quite kind of scared of her a little bit. Um, (laughs) No, I'm I'm like, ooh, girl, I think you part monster. Um, but like, right. And she literally slept through her contraction. She was holding it together. And the one time that mm-hmm. she did cry, um, she didn't scream or anything. She just had tears rolling down her face because the pain was really bad, but she was trying so hard to not cry. And I will never forget her midwife was like, you need to stop crying because I can't understand you. What do you want me to do for you? And oh. it was like her attitude and it was, and it was a white lady, her attitude towards my okay, sister <laughs> was just, it was so bad. My mom left the room. She went up to the nurse's desk and was like, she needs to clock out now. Don't think she was yeah. like, she is not, she, she will no longer come in this room and help my daughter. 
you do not say that, you know? And my, my sister is 21 when she gave birth, you know, it's her first kid. She doesn't really, you know, she's so young. She don't know what's going on, but that's, if that's your profession as a, as a nurse or a midwife, that is not what you do. You do not say stuff like that. So it's very much true. A lot of people, um, a lot of people want to think that we're being, you know, we're exaggerating, but it's true. Ask your black friends, people. If you don't, if you want to really know what's going on, ask your black friends. Seriously. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, like, just to be open and, you know, very transparent, uh, my cycles are on fire. Like, I on 10, like 10 mm-hmm. plus. And my cramps are just so, like, it's been like that since, like, I first started my, my period, which was in fifth grade. I was a late bloomer. But um, my, my periods will be so strong, I'll, be, I'll throw, either throw up or I'll pass yeah. out. And because uh, last month I did both, it's like I passed mm-hmm. out when my period, my cramps. But basically, like um, women are African American women, well, blacks in general are more likely to have endometriosis, yep. and that's something that I have to get searched for because our cramps are just like my cramps are just so much. And they said that you're not supposed to have period pains. Your period, your period should not hurt you when you're in your twenties. And I'm just kind of like, well, there's something wrong with me because I'm 25. Girl, I, <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have a few friends who have the same issue. And actually I need to do an episode talking about um, black women's health, honestly, because I feel like we all go through the same thing. I, since I, I started in fifth grade too, but my cramps got really bad. Like when I hit high school and it happens like it would always happen the first day of the period and it wasn't every time it would only happen like once a year, which is kind of weird. Um, but it's always the first day and it's like, I would be hot. I would be cold. I literally felt like I was about to die. Like I, and like, mm-hmm. and growing up, I didn't know how to express myself without screaming and hollering and crying because that's, it hurts. Like it's a pain that I should not be experiencing in my teenage years, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I will never forget. I was, I think I was in college. I had to have been like 21. I think about 21 was the last time I went to the hospital for it, but I will never forget. It was really bad. And, um, my roommates called the ambulance to come and, um, you know, pick me up and they literally came over and they just sat there in the apartment and they were looking at me and they were like, so what do you want us to do? Do you want me to take you or not? Like, what's wrong with her? And uh, yeah, and I'm like trying to, and I'm like literally, Marcia, I am like crawling on the floor. And Shane was like, babe, what do you want? Do you want me to take you to the hospital or do you want them to take you? Because I can take you. But, you know, he was, he called thinking they were going to tell him what to do. You know, like, here's what we're going to do. And he was like, I yeah. could have just asked her what she wanted to do instead of calling you guys. So, and then literally after that, I was like, I'm going to have to learn how to control this pain. Like I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to learn how to keep it in and be able to express pain without people thinking I'm dramatic or I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, But a lot of things I will say that helped with my period um, cramps and that whole issue uh, was dieting drinking water and exercising. And I thought it was all BS when someone told me that Um, I was like, girl, please, like, you don't understand a little exercising is not going to help my cramps or, you know, eating this, but it, no lie, it has. And I haven't had that issue. I think I had that actually, I want to say two periods ago, it happened, 
but I'm proud of myself because I cried, but I was able to call for help because I had a neighbor. I was like, I need you to come over here and make me some tea. Like ginger, um, ginger lemon will, will actually really help. Um, but I just felt like I was able to talk and I was able to um, sit mm-hmm. through and bear the pain, even though it really did hurt. And it's not fair that we have to do all of that. But yeah, we need to talk about um, health and stuff like that for black women, because I have a lot of friends who I feel like we all go through the same thing. Um, and either they're not telling either our gynecologists aren't telling us everything or maybe, you know, we're not asking the right questions. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I go to like a, um, I have a black doctor. That's what's one important thing for me. Um, I go to the doctor now like this in Kennesaw. So I have to transfer my, my foot and stuff all the way from my, my regular doctor. I go to with my family. Mm-hmm. It's in West End. So it's a black doctor's office. But the one in Kennesaw, I was shocked because Kennesaw is usually, you know, mostly mm-hmm. white. And, um, I had a black doctor. I was like, thank you so much. And she's like, she has like her own business or anything else. And she's helped me out a lot. But she says, when I definitely do come back to school in mm-hmm. August, she said, we really have to run some testimony about endometriosis because it could save me a lot. Because honestly, I don't, I'd be going through hell and hot water on my period. Like, honestly. Oh, yeah, girl, when you get that, um, definitely check that out because it might save you later on. It's better to know now than to not know later. I do know that. I, yeah, I, especially since I'm trying to have yeah, five kids. Yeah, you and your five <laughs> kids, girl. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um. So I, um, okay, so we, um, Okay, so yeah, we talked about what it's like to be in a black woman in America. So another thing is, um, basically, what kind of change, because when I was talking about um, uplifting each other, what kind of change do you mm-hmm. think um, we as black women should um, do to encourage our other black sisters and like have that relationship and that, that unity of we have to protect Ooh. each other? Well, for starters, is these freaking women empowerment platforms and being mean girls in real life. <laughs> That's the starters because I'm so tired. I mean, I'm always going to go to a women's expo, especially from at school mm-hmm. um, or even outside of school. But in relation to school, I'm trying to connect with the girl, and you know, we have different, we have the same interests. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, Miss Happy Go Lucky on social media, and then when I actually meet her in person. You know, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just giving yeah. an example, but it's just I'm like you're mean, and it's been it's just in moments where I actually met someone like that, and I'm just kind of like you're not the way you're so you're on social media. Yeah. So I feel like leaving the mean girl attitude, leaving the whole I'm better than you attitude with yourself, or just taking away from you in mm-hmm. general, will help us a lot. And also, we have to stop looking at us as competition. I really am so sad. We got to stop looking at us as competition. You cannot let a man look at you as competition. Like, there's going to be someone that's, that looks better than you, who's smarter than you, has more money than you. But we have to stop comparing and looking at it for competition and look at us as a ladder. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel like. As, as women, there's, there's a picture somewhere on social media where girls are helping each other over a wall. Like, one girl will lift her up and the girl... Who was, who was up on the wall would put her hand mm-hmm. down to grasp her sister to help her up on the, on the wall. So it's just kind of like you got to help each other out some way. Some 
it's not just black women just women yeah. in general but we gotta start with our community first because yeah women, we're sisters like yeah, don't have, like, yeah we can't expect I mean, them it, to respect us and protect us if we can't do it for each other and exactly, yeah I, exactly. I, I 100% so, agree with that like um the comparison comparing ourselves to each other that has to stop like there's no need for any of us to be hating on any of us you know we are (laughs) yeah and we can't even look down on each other either just because one girl has one thing because I have I can only lie to you guys I have I was doing this this morning I was comparing myself because I'm without a car Mm -hmm. now every time you're on social media someone has a car but I'm like, okay, like, this is like, Marcia, this is where you come, this is where you, I have to check myself, I literally have to check mm-hmm. myself, I'm like, God has something for you, your next yeah. line, just be happy for the next person who has it, and that's like, if I were jealous of somebody getting engaged, or, I can't be mad at that, because I'm, I'm honestly truly not prepared to be a wife right now, because I'm trying <laughs> to get myself together, so I can be back baby steps, I can be a girlfriend, right. but I can't be a wife exactly. right now, but it's things like that, it's just kind of like, you can't, have everything your sister has you only can do is applaud her and whatever god has for you is for mm-hmm. you so i feel like that we should honestly just stop i mean honestly it's hard because i feel like it's, it's a human thing like we is you're going to compare yourself but i wish that's something that we never had in our minds to compare yeah. each other at i all. i i 100% agree because i'm like i just wish we just had a unity like whereas you just support each other, no matter what what you're doing. I don't care if you're a stripper in Atlanta or to, if you're a senator mm-hmm. in Washington. You know, we all need to be uplifting and learning from one another, um, instead of ju- instead of judging each other. Um, and girl, I've I look at people on Instagram too, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why can't I have that? Or why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, it's just not in the cards for me right now. You know, like there's. I believe in things happening for a reason and the best thing to do is to enjoy the ride that you're on because one day we're going to look up and the ride's going to be over and I don't want to have spent my whole life that I have here on this earth trying to compare what I do and don't have to the next person because I don't know how happy they are you know yeah truly and then like that's why I was telling myself too is that because I'm trying, I'm building my faith mm-hmm. with God. To be honest, like I'm, I'm not trying to make this a religion thing, but I'm just being, being, being transparent with mm-hmm. myself. But I was just kind of like, you know, God, if you like meet God halfway, if you see, if you pray to Him, saying that you want this car, if He sees you working hard for it, He's gonna give you that car. Because it happened to me before where I wanted something mm-hmm. and I prayed about it. And God seemed that I was like, you know, doing it halfway. So he was like, you know, what? let me just do, be the fin- the finale, and boom, mm-hmm. I had it. I was like, yeah. let me just this is how this this work like that again, okay? <laughs> so that's what calmed me down. But I just feel like it's, it's just I feel like it's social media. Yeah, it's social media. Social media can co- brings the be- the best in the best because that's when we start beefing with you um with um, one another with one another. Um, that's when we start throwing shade about things mm-hmm. like. That, that's truly where it starts at. So, I mean, it's easy said than done, but we got to do better as women. We really do have to be better. We do, that. girl. I, we do. That's why I am trying to create this platform and have people come on here. I want people of all nationalities, all race, all genders. Um, so, again, if you know anyone that is interested, let them know because it's just – I feel like sometimes we don't get the opportunity to say how we really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes 
we have to create our own platform, you know? So even if I only have five people listening or if I have 30 people listening, somebody's listening. Um, and that's the platform that I created. So, and the best thing I can do to help make a change amongst myself and how I treat my black sisters, um, is listening to them and not judging them and being happy for them no matter what, you know, I just, that's something I really had, um, to learn. I was never a mean girl, you know, or anything like that, but I, Mm -hmm. I, I dealt with a lot of comparison, like trying to compare myself to the things that I would see on social media. And I was mm-hmm. just like, that's not real, mm-hmm. you know, and that and person probably isn't real. <laughs> honestly. And then I, I had my first, like, I'm not going so much into, into depth with it, but um, I had my first mean girl altercation last year. In 2019, honestly, was not from January all the way to maybe like July. It was just hell for me. But I had my first mean girl encounter earlier um, last year. And it was just a lot going on. It was just too many people in the situation. I wasn't even supposed to be in a situation, but like it was just like my name associated with someone else brought mm-hmm. drama. And I was kind of like, it, it had nothing to do with me. Like, stop, like, leave me alone. Like, are you right. with me? <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't know how I can do this, but I'm just going to eliminate myself. So I feel like that. And then it's even better because majority of people who was doing a little mean girl thing I have graduated so I don't have to see their face next year god thank you god but (laughs) it's just it's just the whole mean girl mentality I feel like it's high school I feel feel like a lot of people in college I see it now that they never experienced life in high school they they, they never experienced the whole bullying or mean girl tactic in high school so they wait for college to do it because they're on their own they feel more secure whatever feel quote-unquote adultish this and the third and here we are bringing high school into college life like why exactly so I shouldn't have let it affect me like I did last year because honestly I was like literally depressed because of it but I should have just ignored it because I was like I've been through this whole main girl thing before why am I letting it bother me like mm-hmm. I should have blocked it left it alone that's how I feel exactly <laughs> exactly so the people that's out there listening if you are going through anything any type of mean girl situation let it go Please. let it go because it's not worth it and honestly I think we've all been there and it's not fun whether it whether you're being the mean girl or whether you're being bullied by the mean girl mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not where it's at and that's not how we're going to protect ourselves so that's we do need to make sure that we are just uplifting each other because ugh, we can't keep screaming for change and we not changing anything exactly <laughs> like we at should, all we should get the whole girl mob right now and <laughs> right. going against exactly. each other in, in, in um, it, territories like exactly right? but i do feel like um too i do feel like we are getting a little better um at it and um we are speaking up and hopefully it will still resonate and continue to um grow as the years go on and you know eventually we'll have stronger allies you know we'll have those stronger white women or latino women or asian women that will protect us and we'll have those white men and hispanic men and asian men purple men yellow men you know protect Mm -hmm. us so we won't be the most unprotected um person in america you know because that has that has to stop (laughs) um well to um kind of wrap up the interview i want to ask you Mm -hmm. um because i'll probably talk about this in the next episode so i kind of like to ask the question that i'm gonna talk about in the next episode um 
supporting black businesses. What are your thoughts on black creators, um, whether it's social media or just actually starting a business? And is there any black business that you would like to shout out? Um, yes, that you I love. Like to, I'm like, I'm sorry. I like to shout out my homegirl, Summer Christiana. Okay, <laughs> she has her own um, phone case line. She can make pillows, but um, she I met her maybe like last year or two ago, but she's such a bubbly personality. She has, she's very chill and laid back. Um, you really got to get to know her to really understand her. But she is definitely a hustler. She definitely she's her own business. She's in college and she's about to graduate this year. But she is such a like a fun person. I'm so happy we're friends and we met in college. But um, her Instagram page is Case by um, Christiana, or I think or is Case by Summer. But I feel like it's Case by Christiana. I can send you the um, the link to it. But okay. basically, she like it's a, she's like a huge hustler. I love it. But I honestly feel like black businesses we, we we can do so 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 much like it's so good how people are doing so much great and oh also her family has their own food truck it's greedy man's um greedy man's food truck and they're so good like <laughs> i love a good food truck now oh my gosh it's so so good like oh i, I could just taste the sausage right now but anyways oh. uh, <laughs> but i feel like i'm so happy that a lot of youtubers who are not black who are using their white privilege to address the issues on their YouTube channels or on their Instagram. And they gave like, um, they're still doing it. A lot of my favorite YouTubers who are not black mm-hmm. are giving their, um, letting their, the black business owners take over their Instagram or yes. have a little session on their podcast about their businesses. And um, I really appreciate that. I really, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm happy that people are actually like, you know, taking initiative because yes, you could say you're anti-racist, but like you know be like use your right privilege for something you know exactly. like just like saying, what is your action showing exactly how like, are you like, helping? Ooh. like yeah. ooh, like you're you're just saying you're um that you support black lives matter okay mm-hmm. you donated this and the third but can you actually use your platform right for a reason like you got all these followers on youtube and instagram this and the third use it so yeah. um like i like a lot of creativity i especially the black businesses that are more so focused on like the dieting and also like um the dieting and health like mental health I mm-hmm. love that I love the fact that we're being more in the black community we're being more aware of mental health yeah and um I for sure applaud to Roger Henson though I don't know her but like um she she's very advocate about mental health in the black community especially black men and I feel like um, the, the the black businesses that have their own mental health um, businesses that mm-hmm. have you know either crystals you know minerals and yeah natural health for it even if some people don't believe in that stuff I mean I do I, so send me those links <laughs> exactly well, little five points for sure whenever you come to Atlanta I can show you like the, the different shops that have the crystals and infants whatever you know my family don't agree with that but I mean as long as I'm keeping it natural keeping it myself and knowing what I believe in that's mm-hmm. that. But um, I really do applaud the Black community looking more so to targeting the mental health community, especially for Black men, because I know it can be hard to open up. And I'm actually taking a masculinity studies class right now. I have 100 in that class because I, I can talk for days about masculinity, it, it being open about their emotions, you know, about their their um, their mental health. Yeah. And it's because I want to learn more about my Black men, like, Mm-hmm. Like help me help you, and I'm to help myself out by learning different triggers. So yeah, 
that's just where I'm at with about black businesses and what, what I support and you know it's also like you know healthcare as well for sure because like I mentioned yeah. before there's too many black women that are dying from like childbirth we're just trying to bring more life to this world and we can't even keep ourselves you know alive exactly to, girl to them you know the irony of it all <laughs> exactly <laughs> The irony. I, I agree. I do feel like we need to support more. And um, I there's a lot of these big businesses that I will no longer be giving my dollar to. Um, and and I kind of knew that like, I we all know Star- Starbucks is racist. We all know that. But yet we still go to Starbucks. And it's because we love Starbucks. I love me some Ducky Starbucks. Donuts. Okay? No, I'm been a Donuts girl since high <laughs> school. I'm, I, I'm, I'm done with Starbucks. Um, so it's just, you know, putting where we want to put our dollar at um so i definitely i support black businesses i'm trying to order more stuff because unfortunately where i'm at there's not a lot of black businesses here um but there's so many online and that's the beauty of it you know is that there's there should no longer be an excuse of we don't have that here because we can go online and order it um, and then also making sure, you know, if you can find a black doctor or a black dentist, um, pediatrician, definitely go to them. Do your research. Don't just go because they're black. Uh, sure. Do, also, <laughs> do like, your research. But let's um, just shout out my little sister, my god sister, um, Milan. She has a business called the New Atlanta, where she puts on um, a lot of young talent, a lot of young business owners in Atlanta to oh. use her platform to promote them. So shout out to Milan. Um, I'll actually give you her social media handle as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah she does a lot of promotion for black for the black community in Atlanta. So yes, definitely do that. Cause I was gonna say, um, the businesses um that you mentioned, definitely send them to me so I can go ahead and tag them on this post and um that way we can get the you know, basically have the conversation continuing and um listening to different people and aspects and basically how we're going to make this stick, how we're going to make this change stick and actually be heard. So yes, for sure. I am. I am. I thank you girl so much. I, you're my second person. So I'm sorry if I wasn't perfect or if I, I, thank (laughs) you. I love podcasts. I can talk forever on podcasts. Me too. Me too, girl. Um, I was going to say, I definitely come back on again. Um, I would love to, once I can like, really master having like the two conversation I do want to like add more people um and so it can kind of be like a dialogue or maybe I can do like a a YouTube or something like that um with multiple women or or men um but thank you again Marcia for coming on and speaking with me (laughs) I actually I have an idea for you I can send I can talk to you about it later yeah, because um, I already I've been listening to your podcast since she's you know I've been I'm just supporting Ashley since she had a YouTube and her <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Ashley, if you know Ashley in person, she's actually a great person. Her and Shane are just so in, it makes it makes sense of why they're together, but they're just so great. I love I just really um, miss her. Thank you, girl. <laughs> thank you for the love. I I appreciate it. I really do, and I'm I really do. It makes me feel good because it's this is new for me, and I sometimes like I said the reason why. If I don't fall through, like if I don't complete something, it's usually because I got discouraged or I tried to compare myself. So Mm -hmm. um, doing this and having these conversation is helping me um, not do that, you know, basically holding myself accountable of of what I want. So 
Thank you. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. More love. <laughs> well, I am going to get ready to end this podcast. Definitely send me everything that you have. Um, this will be up um, for the listeners. I will have this up tomorrow. Um, you can let everybody know they can stream this on Anchor or they can stream it on Spotify. Um, but thank you again so much, Marcia. Thank You're you. Welcome, more love. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a blessed and a safe night. Okay. Well, thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. All right, you guys, that is the end of this episode. I want to say thank you so much to Marcia for agreeing to come on and um, take some time out of her day to do this with me. I appreciate it. Um, I want to say thank you for everyone that's listening and supporting. I definitely appreciate it. Um, If you would like to be on here next and basically continue the conversation about what's going on, um, definitely reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. Um, I open to I'm very open to listen to anyone so um let me know and I will see you guys next week with another special guest and yeah thank you guys so much (laughs) bye